Yo, what's going on, Miles? Hey, Brian. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Ah, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm so excited to. Uh, I don't know. Like to, 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 <laughs> I wish weekends meant something around here. Um, yeah, yeah. Weekends, have, ne- weekends have never meant anything to me, man. Because, uh, you know, because I've I've always you know I've always worked in the restaurant industry, and so like weekends basically meant like, hey, your week's just getting fucking started. Like the the busy, right. busiest days are are today and tomorrow, and uh, good luck getting Sunday off. So, but more tips, right? More tips at weekends and Fridays where it's busier. Quantity over qu- quantity, yeah, big time. Qu- okay, I wouldn't so say, maybe some wouldn't say quality. So might be getting lots of tips today, maybe. So you never know. Never uh, know. Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> some guy in front of the post office um, was 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 asking me for money, and uh, and I like, geez, I was just like half asleep, and I just like couldn't I couldn't even acknowledge him, and I felt and, and then like I got in my car and drove away and felt bad. I was like, why? Wh- at what point in life do you start feeling bad about not giving homeless people money? Um, apparently, hmm. this point in life. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Get in the car and drive away as fast as possible because if you don't, then you end up just giving them everything in your pocket. Um, it's like I, I, I would walk up to Miles and say, "You promise me you're going to use this on alcohol, right? Like, I don't want you. I don't want you going to buy a new tie or, or going, you know, trying to save up for for an apartment or something. I want to make sure that you're going to get drunk tonight, and it's on me. Is that the wrong? Well, the, I think the jo- I think one of the jokes I heard just the other day from one of my favorite comedians, Frankie Bull, in the UK, there'll be people here who know him. He says uh, he once came across a homeless person and was about to give money and thought, wait a minute, I don't want this spent on drugs and alcohol. So I gave him the money. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Delta Charlie in the chat is a chef. He's working all weekend. That guy knows what's up. He knows what's happening. All right, man. Let's start the show because otherwise we'll just talk about stuff. Yeah, stuff not gaming related, which we're we're probably still going to do after we start the show, but let's do it anyway. This is PSVR Gamescast Live, where we film live every single Monday, West Day. Sorry, I guess that's I guess it's wrong. I can't say Monday and then West Day. I have to say Monday, yeah. West Day, Two Eyes Friday. Right here on PSVR with our parole, we do it live, 6 p.m. Eastern. We do it right here on YouTube for your viewing pleasure. For those of you who like to listen with your eyes, for those of you who like to watch with your ears, we also do this on podcast services of your choice. Thanks to our good friend, Jay Meow, who uploads these things religiously. And by religiously, I mean every, every so often, once, once or twice a month on Sunday. Um and if you don't like watching this thing live because we talk a whole lot about things like 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 you just witnessed, uh, don't worry. <laughs> Our friend Sci-Fi Game Get Henry puts timestamps into this thing after the fact. Uh, so thank you to everybody who helps this channel run. We appreciate you so much. And also, my name is Brian Pop from the channel right here, PSVR Without Parole. This gentleman over here to my left, you are right, is Miles Dyer from YouTube.com slash Miles. Hey, Brian. Hey, hey Game Cats. Happy Friday. Ready for another awesome show, viewer takeover special, which means anything is possible, right? Anything is possible, Brian. Anything is possible, but nothing is inevitable. Yes, exactly that. No idea. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Brian's secret boyfriend with the $5 (laughs) tip. (laughs) Shout out to Miles for the pillow recommendation. Listen, listen, I'm going to start getting jealous, right? Now you're recommending pillow selections 
to okay, my secret it. boyfriend? <laughs> when I said anything is possible, even <laughs> I wasn't realizing how possible this conversation was to go straight out the door. Hey. Yeah, uh, last Wednesday of the month is um, just a, a free-for-all Q&A on Miles Die Live, my Wednesday talk show. And so it's just kind of like a viewer takeover special. Um, and during the conversation, we were talking about things we buy online. And I recently purchased, it was an Instagram ad, you know, they, they get you eventually. And, uh, it's this memory foam pillow called the groove pillow. And it get, has a nice little slot where you put your head. And it's because most pillows, your neck's in an awkward position. Um, and sometimes you wake up, have you ever woken up with your arm completely dead and you're like, where's my arm gone? And then you're trying to wake it up. I don't, I don't okay. yell that now, but I mean, it's <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah let's not let's not talk about <laughs> anything else but um yeah um my it, the new, new pillow is, is good and i uh, i was talking about how good it was and clearly other people are uh enjoying pillow recommendations so maybe pillow talk should have been the show topic maybe maybe uh i, I thanks uh, for the tip though yeah i'm glad that inspired a tip you know for real uh, you can never have too many nice pillows. Like I feel like once every what two years, you just need to like go all in and replace all your pillows. Is that is that too frequently? I I mean I say that you should, but really it's been the better part of a decade since the last time I replaced them. I, I got new ones recently, but it had been a long time prior to that. Well, funny enough, even speaking with my best friend I was hanging out with tonight, it was like had a massive talk about pillows. Like it's a massive conversation point. Like, so it seems to be this thing that we just all keep to ourselves talking about like good pillows. And then every, every time someone has a good recommendation, like really, really? And yeah. you know, we all start uh, doing it. So yeah, if anyone has any pillow recommendations in the chat, um, it's not just about VR. This is um, pillow, pillow talk as well. There we go. How many pillows do you use is the big question. I have four pillows on my bed. And it's four too many now because I've got an extra one that is the only one I need. I have six. Um, six? Yeah. You live it, in a pillow fort, Brian. I do. I, I only need <laughs> I only need one for my actual head, but then I always have to like hold on to one. You know, I have to pretend yes. my secret boyfriend is there and, and snuggle. Um, and then and, and then if I'm you know feeling real, you know, real into my my sleep regimen, then I'll throw one between my knees. Right. And so okay. then I, it's almost like having a body pillow at that point. Cause now I'm, I'm, I'm snuggling with something and my knees are wrapped around something. Uh, and so then it's like, it's almost like there's an actual person there, Miles. What's that like? I actually, so in the package, you also get this cube pillow that goes between your knees. So I got that as well. Yeah. Have you used go. it? Does it feel good? It feels amazing. It actually goes just above your knees. So it rests and you, I'm going to have to get it later. I'll get it later when I'm not talking. It's so ridiculous, but it's amazing. I've like slept really well the last four nights. So really, really good. Nice. Um, <laughs> we need game cat pillows. Clearly. Have we clearly. Got, do, do, can we sell without parole pillowcases? Can we, can we get that? I'll look into it. I mean, yeah. I've been, I've been really bad about the merch stuff because you know, it's like, <laughs> it's never really sold well you know in the past so like you know why spend a ton of time making new stuff but maybe if i made some really good new stuff people would buy it so i'll take a okay. look i'll see what's available uh i would love to have like you know game cat pillows and i don't know 
I don't know. Everybody, everybody's been wanting sirens on my end t-shirts. And so I think that's probably the one <laughs> I know. That the best. I would, I would own one or a mug sirens on my end, all that. Yeah. yeah. Such a good slogan, man. Are you, wicked. are you using a YouTube mug by the way? Is this, is this dude, a thing? Did they send you this or dude, did you have to buy this on your dude, own? Dude, this is like 12, 13 years old. Like it's, I think it's an old, old logo, but, um, do they do they have they don't have that anymore do they it's like 13 years old or something like that but i don't, um, I don't even yeah. know what the current logo is that's, that's how much i pay attention to the ship <laughs> well it, when youtube first started it was actually called youtube broadcast yourself that was the full uh slogan because it was always about you everyone posting themselves online and then all the corporations took over and it was like oh yeah you can broadcast yourself as well but we're now with all the big big names <laughs> Uh, LC Dean in the chat says GameCat VR Matt, please. And uh, if, you, if you guys haven't watched Miles' channel, youtube.com slash Miles, uh, he has uh, the game, the, the Without Parole logo without for the PSVR 2 when we changed it over on his VR Matt. Uh, who is that manufactured by? I, I need to look up the manufacturer off uh, the exact name, but it is something that Brian and I are speaking with behind the scenes. To be honest, it's something I need to follow up on. Um, but we are in talks of having it on their store with with the branding, so that you know if you want that version, you can get it. Um, and like, but, I'm, um, and, I, and I've never been about like you know, m- money is always secondary or tertiary, honestly. So I, I've I would be totally fine with them just having that option up there, and like I don't even need to take a cut of it i just want to make sure that if game cats want this cool vr mat with with the game cat logo on it then by all means like let's make that available i don't need to make money off of that i've just put the link to the website in the chat though it's called proxy mat oh nice so they just do all standard ones um my re- my quick review of it is it's really really great and what you have is in the mat in the middle of it you have I, I got like the largest one in the middle of the mat you get this little button so your foot knows where the middle is and then there's a smaller button on the outside um the button is now starting to pop out quite a lot so i have to keep putting it back in just from use um but to be honest i have been using it a lot obviously for live streaming and stuff but it's really comfortable and if you're someone who's really scared about walking towards the tv and punching it and stuff you know for me it's what i actually do is i stand with each foot either side of each button mm-hmm. so i'm just like if i'm here i'm on i'm, I'm in frame of the camera and i also know that i'm not going to be going anywhere near the tv which you know it even if it's just a bit out of reach we know what it's like in vr when things get immersive you take one step and that can be it you know so um it's a good peace of mind as well and it's really comfortable so yeah yeah, Miles, what's going on in your channel? We we we, we gotta we gotta get this ball rolling. Yeah. Uh, so last weekend, um, I was going to be doing six live shows, and uh, the first one I was doing on Saturday was Cave Digger, and twenty minutes in, my live stream software just went kaput, oh, and no I was not I was not feeling good anyway. So I was like, you know what? Let's go on to the next game. Played Tentacular, had a good time with that, and then I played Unplugged Air Guitar. That was a game that I played only a bit of when I first got it. And I thought, nah, having played a lot more of it, and like a lot of these music games, when you start playing the more difficult modes, it gets a lot of fun. I'm actually really liking Unplugged uh, Air Guitar. I'm having a really good time with it, um, even though it looked really awkward just seeing me doing the actions on on stream. <laughs> um, there were lots of jokes about that for an hour and a half. Um, but then when it got to Sunday, I was like, I, I need to step away from it. So those three games I'm going to be doing this weekend. So just to quickly go through uh, the three games I, I, I'm doing this weekend, 
Uh, I am playing tomorrow, kicking off with uh, Ragnarok. Uh, so hammering, hammering beats on the high C. That should be good. Um, then I'm going to be playing The Room VR, which obviously has just come out, and we'll talk a bit about that later. Uh, and then I'm finishing off Saturday with uh, Zombieland Headshot Fever Reloaded, a game I absolutely love, um, but looking forward to live streaming that. Uh, and then on Sunday, I am live streaming Moss, as in just book one, but Moss, uh, Tetris Effect. And then I'm going to be streaming, hopefully in its entirety, uh, Before Your Eyes. So, um, yeah, um, see if I can get through that without crying as much this time. But, yeah. Hopefully, so, hopefully in its entirety. What is it like an hour long? I forget. It's, it's, I think it's just under two hours. I mean, yeah. Look, the reality is, I will be playing it probably in its entirety. But um, I don't know. By that point, I might be so exhausted. Yeah. I'm like all this blinking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Very curious to hear some of your thoughts on some of these games. Um, I know you've mm. played some of them before, um, but. Um, actually, let's. I, I'm actually curious to hear your thoughts on on the room, which, as you guys know, just got a PSVR two. I don't know if we want to call it a remaster or a re-release, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it did. Anybody who's concerned about reprojection, have no fear. Uh, it runs natively at 120 FPS, uh, and so uh, no reprojection required. Uh, this is one of my favorites on PSVR one miles. Uh, but this is this is the first time you sort of dipped your toe into it. What did you think? Yeah, yeah. So I never, never got to play uh, the room uh, VR, and always heard great things about it. And I've always managed to keep in the dark about what happens in the game, um, even if there aren't particularly huge story twists and that. But I know that things get a bit out there uh, as you play it, and I kind of like going in um, just you know unaware and, and not sure what to expect. Yeah. Um, so because I am live streaming it tomorrow, I haven't played a lot of it. I literally dived in and just went through the tutorial level, uh, and my initial thoughts were game looks great um the haptics feel awesome i love the mood the setting it feels very grounded um and mysterious um i get a real sense um that it's going to be a game that's quite freaky at times but not necessarily scary although you can always feel that it could go in that uh, direction easily um and then the last thing i'd say which is a big part of your review um and was you know if I had seen just like the end card of your review of the pros and negatives mm-hmm. and you see like, Oh, there's only click turning. I'd be like super annoying, but actually um, it works well. It works a lot better than other click turning games that I've played. Um, and the teleportation, again, you mentioned it a lot in the review um, is actually, it, 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 it's a benefit to the game because when you're playing these and especially when you're in worlds that are very realistic Mm-hmm. and everything looks like it could be interacted with, you don't want to be wandering around going, am I supposed to be doing this, doing that? The fact that you can teleport uh, to the specific areas that are to do with the puzzles that you're doing, I think is uh, a good um, a good compromise, uh, should I say, for the format. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to be playing it. But my in- initial impressions, because that's all I have, I want to be going in blind tomorrow, is um, very grounded, um, looks beautiful, and um, I, I just love the feeling and the mood of it. So really excited. Yeah. Uh, just going on a little bit more about the the whole click turning and teleportation stuff. Yeah. It's like, you know, everyone's going to have their opinions on it. I have my opinions on it. I'm not a huge, I'm not a fan of click turning or teleportation. Um, but the fact is, is if you play, if you play the room VR, like you don't really have to use click turning. Uh, like if you're playing it, if you're playing it standing up, then you can just spin around and, and turn and, and then just teleport to where you want to go. Uh, and 
and then, and then you're always sort of facing the correct direction to interact with the puzzle at that node when you teleport. Right. So it, like you said, it, it really does, it really does utilize these things in the best way possible. Um, what I would love to see what this game would be like, uh, if I had, you know, a full body in the game, full locomotion, walk around, it would be kind of cool. Like, I think there's ways to get around the issues here. I think the issue is that they only let you teleport to places that you need to be. And some of these places are really big. So I think there's ways around it. I think if you kind of like, just kind of not like a beam of light where it's like, like you could, you want to go here. But I do think if there was sort of like this, if, if the things that you need that, that are important in the scene, if those are just illuminated a little bit more than the other things in the environment, I think there, I think there's subtle ways around, you know, making people feel like they're just wandering around aimlessly. I, I do think, I do think that if they make another game in the room series in VR, that I would like to see them experiment a little bit more. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense. And, uh, oh, first I'll just say GC 13, the diet Pepsi cat, huge. Thanks. He's gifted 10, PSVR 2 without pro membership. So congrats to everyone who won it. And thank you uh, for the for the kind donation of those. Um, it really helps us out. Um, yeah, a, a game I guess I would draw parallel to is um, Red Matter 2. Yeah. Um, because, again, I've not played a lot of the Room VR, so I'm just basing this on, on your review, and I'd be curious to hear what you think of this. You know, Red Matter 2, maybe Red Matter, I never played the original, but Red Matter 2 um, is full locomotion you're walking around and it does have puzzles but the room vr i assume because of the nature of what it is it's a much more densely populated puzzle game Mm -hmm. like it's all about the puzzles whereas red matter 2 is also about the exploration there's a bit more of that and obviously there's a bit of combat um so i kind of feel like red matter 2 is probably a good example of how it could work with full locomotion but it would therefore require other components in the game it would need to be more than just a puzzle game i see I what you're what saying your thoughts are on i that. see what you're saying yeah i mean like that i yes and no right i mean like you take backtrack to red matter one and red matter one was very much just a puzzle game uh right and without you know without the there wasn't even any platforming not really uh there wasn't uh there wasn't any real action uh and it, and it still managed to be a, a fantastic puzzle game in its own right so yeah, I mean, you know, add add more elements to it. Sure, I'm I'm always in favor of any game in any genre trying to reach a little bit further than what you'd expect from a game in that genre. Like, do 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 the unexpected. Uh, add, add some elements of uh, to your game that maybe you wouldn't expect when you first started up. Um, I mean, it definitely helped Red Matter Two become more of a full fledged game or make it feel like more of a full fledged game than the original. Uh, and, and I was pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, and I also think it also means that the Room VR will lend itself to more um, early starters on VR. You know, earlier, you know, new adopters and that. Yeah. Um, for that reason, I think so. Uh, we have a couple tips here, Miles. First, uh, from Hey Alex A. Yes, I intentionally <laughs> mispronounced that. Do a fart with the three Australian dollars. Says chiropractor approved memory foam the best support uh i don't know i don't know the difference between regular memory foam and chiropractor approved um but i'm not a chiropractor guy uh so i do like memory foam though like the 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 density and the squishiness of it and then like kind of gives you that support i do like it um 
while he is now GameCast specifically White Tiger with the level one membership setup, he says, I don't like jump scares. Is the room VR a scary game? Uh, no, it'll have you looking over your shoulder a lot. I think, uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of great ambient noise. Um, there are creepy things that happen, uh, that'll keep you on the edge of your seat. There's no jump scares as to my recollection. Um, but there's definitely some shit that you'll be like, damn, that was cool. Um, it miles, it's, it's miles approved. It's miles, miles it's miles safe. Yeah. 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 Speaking of horror, have you seen the show called, um, from it's on the MGM plus, uh, streaming service. I feel it's, um, as in F O R O M as in F R O M. Uh, let me know in the chat if you've seen from, because, uh, I am late to the game on this late to the party. It was only, so I had signed up for the MGM plus uh, seven day trial because I wanted to watch the Amityville docuseries. It's like four hours, really, really good series. And, uh, and, and I was like, I was going to let it expire. I was going to, I was going to cancel it. Uh, but then Pacer over on discord told me, Hey, while you have MGM, you got to check this shit out. Dude, I ended up staying up all night last night, marathoning from, uh, I've spent, uh, <laughs> so this, this is good. Wait, hold on. We have always lived. We have always lived in the castle of Mary Cat. And the chat says, "From the show that keeps giving you more questions, so you forget the previous questions it threw at you." That's perfect. So it's a JJ Abrams snow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. I don't see. I'm not, I'm not the kind of person, man. Like when I was watching Lost back in the day, a lot of people were. So, I mean, I didn't finish Lost, so you know, don't. My opinion is not as valid as other people's. But when I was watching Lost. They were, everyone's like, well, they never explained the smoke monster. They never explained this. They never explained that. And I was like, yeah, it's a fucking mysterious island. Like, why, in, in what reality would all questions be answered? Right? Like, here we are in life and not all questions are answered. Like, I, I'm actually really happy with unanswered questions in shows. And I, and I think that, you know, yeah. there's probably some like narrative device or something or, or a narrative rule that, that leaving unanswered questions on the table breaks right i've always heard don't put a shotgun above the fireplace in the, in the second act if you're not going to kill somebody with it in the third act but i'm okay with that like I'm, I'm okay with just a little bit more whatever adds to the atmosphere um but it is a, it's yeah, a great I, I th- show though it is a great show so far that's really cool and, and actually on that i do recommend i might have mentioned it on the show before um but um jj abrams did a ted talk about 15 years ago called the mystery box and it's about a mystery box that he has at home that i think his dad gave him and he's never opened it since he was a kid because the mystery of what could be inside is like the fuel for creativity and everything he, he does because he knows no matter what, how amazing what inside is um the mystery of not knowing is what's more Im- important so uh yeah um, the mystery box by JJ Abrams. It's like a 15 minute Ted talk. Highly recommend. It looks like the chat is chiming in here from his great. I'm watching the second season. Um, shit. I saw a couple more, uh, messages. Oh, uh, McManus 007 says, yeah, you just got to roll with from like lost. It's the mystery. That's intriguing. Not the answers. Great show. Um, Cool. Cool. Okay. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad I'm not in for disappointment because sometimes the show starts off really promising and then just falls off a cliff. Like True Blood, I, I couldn't even get through season two. I, th- I was really disappointed with that show. And then I, and then I heard Westworld gets really bad too. Um, and I, I've been wanting to go back and check that out. So anyway, that's, that's the TV corner of Games Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here. 
We've covered it. Pillows, mm-hmm. TV. Yep. This is it. This is what viewers takeovers about. That's right. Uh, I did see a tip from Living Legend Canadian ten dollars says, "What a year for gaming." Um, AC six out next month. Then Hellsweeper September twenty first. Uh, MK one. Sonic, Superstars, Lord of the Fallen, Spidey 2, Arashi, Happy Funland, uh, Madison, Arashi, and Happy Funland are my most anticipated. Living Legend, Boyd, we, we've got a list for you. Um, in fact, that's a good segue. In yeah. fact, yeah, uh, I was doing, I, I think, I think I say very frequently on this show, Miles, that there's more games coming out t- between now and the end of the year than there are weeks left between now and the end of the year. Right. And so because you, yep. even if we get one good game a week, I think everybody's really happy. Um, yeah. As it turns out, there's only 20, 22 weeks left in the year. And there are more than, I think, 32 games that we know or are currently slated to launch sometime this year. Strangely, most of them don't have release dates. They just have to- the big 2023 release window. So we'll see how many of these actually get delayed. But we're certainly starting off uh, the second half of the year. <laughs> which began like a month and a half ago, right? Um, pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. So, um, Miles. This, this is why I've got to stream six a week if I want to catch up. Because <laughs> I want to get to a point where I can just live stream one or two a week at weekend. That would be nice. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of games out there. I think there's currently 80-something 80, 80 out at the moment. Let me have a look here. Uh, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I've heard 80-something. Um, so uh, definitely hoping for, you know, these these 30 to come out for the end of the year have over 110 uh, in our catalog. I think, I mean, I personally think when I look at something like the Quest catalog, um, I feel like we've already surpassed that. We've already got, uh, we've already, we've got, better quality versions of all of most of the important games on quest. Um, and, uh, and we've got, you know, a few great exclusives. Uh, and of course, you know, some of the games are night and day, you know, we talk about things like saints and sinners chapter two, um, on PSVR two, it's, it's, it's a really polished game, right? It's, it looks stunning. Uh, and then it, and it was like hard to play on quest. So I think we're doing, I think we're doing really, really good for only being five months out. I think I see a lot of people complaining about a lot of things all the time because, Hey, it's the internet and that's what people do. But I think people need to take a step back and realize like we're doing really fucking good. This is the best, uh, best launch period any VR headset has ever enjoyed. Um, So if you don't have anything to add to that, Miles, uh, the the next the next part of this launch period the rest of the launch year is looking really really good uh, I've got these in alphabetical order please stop me uh, if there's any games you want stop. to talk about stop. yes oh yep okay. <laughs> uh, the first one's Alvo I mean obviously Alvo uh, just announced recently that it's going to be out uh, soon on PSVR two and uh, I mean are you, I, I don't want to stop and talk about each and every one of these but I mean like I know I know you and I were both pretty big fans of Alvo when it came out. Yeah, I'm just really excited to get that feeling of the game again in the context of PSVR 2. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, Firewall felt like, well, it was a much more slower paced game. It was a tactical shooter. Alvo was much more arcadey. I was very blown away when I was jumping on it. I think yeah, you could jump on it uh, and you could slide across the floor. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, 
I, I'm always tempted to say Alvo is more arcadey, but it, it doesn't feel like an arcade game. Like, do, do you know what I mean? It, it's it's this weird like middle ground between simulator and arcade. It's it's not going for realism, but it doesn't. You don't feel like. Do, do you know what I mean? It feels like you're yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one hundred percent. Like, yeah. I feel like it's. You know, people keep saying, "Oh, you know, Firewall is going to blow away Alvo, or Alvo is going to blow away Firewall." And I really do think that they're appealing to two very different uh, types of gamers. Same with Crossfire. Same with Pavlov. I, I think they've all carved out their own little. You guys ready for it? Niche and niche. Yeah, it's niche. We're, we're going to have to head over to Google.com together and and in for a final verdict on this. No, but it, it's uh, it's it's looking it's looking really really good. So, um, yeah, move master Mick. We're not we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> I unless he's, I mean, I don't know what's been said publicly, so I'm just trying to keep my mouth shut unless I. Uh, Unless I know for sure, uh, but please let me know if uh, if that's public knowledge. Arizona Sunshine Two, I think, dude, I think it's it's I think it's really funny that Arizona Sunshine Two got announced and then cut quietly swept under the rug. And I don't know if that's because of what we've seen so far is basically nothing. Everything looks like CGI. Uh, it, it looks like CGI that's trying to look like gameplay. And so, like, this is coming out this year, and we haven't seen any gameplay of it. Um, I, but I think, I think it's going to be really good. Like how I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I know there was a lot of, there wasn't criticism. There was just a lot of no gameplay, no gameplay. Like they've really got to prove themselves. And also off the back of, um, after the fall, which is a game I have very mixed feelings about. I actually enjoy the mechanics and the mate of like the gunplay and actually the levels, mm-hmm. but the sort of the glue that holds it together, whether it's the non-social social space or the, like the things that you grind for all of that, I just found really uninspiring. Um, Arizona sunshine didn't lean on that kind of, you weren't grinding for anything. It was just a campaign. Be interesting to see what they do with that. Because if it is that, you know, you go out and you, you do levels and then you actually do, build up xp and it has some kind of game loop some kind of progression system whether it has that and it's done well or it is just a solid campaign i'm excited for both yeah i mean this is this is the game that i really wanted vertigo games to be making i really had no interest whatsoever in uh in in after the fall or at least the after the fall that we got uh, i definitely wanted something with you know a full campaign uh, i didn't i didn't like the re- repetition uh, of it. Um, so yeah, I think, I think this one's, I think this one's going to, uh, maybe surprise people. I think this is something everybody really wants. We got bad dreams, uh, the PSVR two version of bad dreams. I just reviewed that obviously not, uh, not great performance wise. Uh, it needs, it needs a lot of work. It just got another badge yesterday. Uh, so these guys are obviously just going hard and making sure that like, yeah, you know, they're delivering the best quality product they can. And that when it comes to PSVR two, it's going to be, be as best as it can be. Um, Behemoth is another one that I think people are sleeping on, uh, and for good reason, for the exact same reason as Arizona Sunshine too. Behemoth, yeah. have, we've only seen, uh, we've only seen CGI trailers, and it's just, yeah, it's which were epic, crazy, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, Behe- I, I feel like Behemoth has the potential to be uh, one of the best games that's coming out for, for the rest of this year because of its pedigree, because we know that Skydance is, it- is amazing. Is it is it is it 
Um, scheduled for 2023. Yeah, uh, this tra- yeah. this CGI trailer that we're watching right now, uh, I believe. I don't know if the, it, this one ends with it or if the original, you know, uh, name reveal teaser. Uh, I mean, I think they both end with uh, coming late 2023. I was going to say it looks it looks like a very Christmassy game, so that would make sense because of all the snow. Is that yeah? Is that how your yeah, brain works? Very Christ- <laughs> yeah, very Christmassy. So it's a Christmas game. It's yeah, festive. I can feel that. Yeah, gingerbread <laughs> cookies and all that shit. Yeah. That's it. It's good. Um, <laughs> what's what's next on the list? Black hole pool. Black hole pool. Yep. That that's. I mean, that's almost done. Uh, Bullet storm. I never played any of the pool games on. I don't know how many there were. I think there was a couple, wasn't there, on PSVR? Um, I I remember there was one that controlled terribly with the moves, uh, and then. Was there more than one? Oh, I think. Well, wasn't was wasn't there like the one that had bar games? Like it was a, it, and then there was one that was specifically a pool game. Yeah. Or if I, yeah. yeah. Um, Did, pool, pool, billiards didn't have a great showing on PSVR one. Let's say that. Um, but I did play it on Rec Room because you could play it in the bowling alley, and yeah. it actually worked. It it wasn't amazing, but it, it was just a thing in the room. You were meant there to be playing bowling, and actually, it kind of worked good. So I always felt like. For a game that is just focused on it, you know, this is the thing is when you have games that are focused on one particular mechanic, if they can nail it for VR, then it's a game that you're going to want to play again and again. So mm-hmm. if there's a good pool game, I'm actually really excited for that. Bulletstorm VR, uh, again, announced and then went completely dark. Uh, they were saying it's coming out this year at some point. Uh, you know, the, the more I look into this, this was to me when I on PS3 when this came out originally. It just had like one of those generic names to it. It looked, you know, there were a lot of first person shooters coming out and a lot of them were kind of generic. Uh, and, and to me that this seemed like one of those games, I passed over it. And as it turns out, I guess I shouldn't have because everybody who's talking about it now says, Oh my God, I love Bulletstorm on PS3. It was so good. Uh, and so I'm, re- I'm actually really happy. It's, it's the same Borderlands story with me because I never played Borderlands 2 before it came to VR. And so for me, it was a brand new experience. And so this is going to be a brand new experience for me too. So I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, no, no, me too. I do agree, though. I see people in the in the chat saying no more CGI trailers. I'm like, I'm kind of with you, man. It's like it's okay for it's okay for like to to get your trailer started and get people pumped. Uh, but but man, it's like when you don't show gameplay, it's really hard to get excited about your game. It is, but I also I just kind of feel like if they were going to show you just a title or a CGI CGI trailer, what would you rather have? Because I kind of feel like. If they want to show something, because I get it, like we want to see gameplay, but if the idea is we just want to announce that we're making this game, I'd rather have a CGI trailer than a, just a, a logo on screen. So, um, yeah, I'm with you though, until we see the actual gameplay. But for now, we're talking about them, so they're doing their job. Is that true? Um, yeah. Colossal yeah. uh, Cave. I mean, Colossal Cave special to me only because it kind of marks Ken and Roberta Williams' return to uh, gaming. Uh, they they had been away for a really long time. I was a huge Sierra adventure game fan when I was a kid. I was a point and click adventure guy. Uh, Lucas Arts games, Lucas Film games, Sierra, King's Quest, Police Quest, uh, Space Quest. All of these games are just so important to me. Uh, and then those guys they went away, and and Sierra was bought by Activision, uh, and now they're back making games again, uh, bringing back this seminal. I mean, I, I'm going to call it a text adventure game. There were there were graphics, but it was minimal, I believe. 
and they're, and they're bringing it to VR. So it's sort of like these two things that I love coming together for the first time, right? Ken and Roberta Williams coming back to gaming and making their game VR compatible. From what I've heard, this isn't a great game in VR, and it really is like whatever the opposite of VRAF is. Um, but again, it's going to be something I play just because I'm, because I just need it. And I, and I think I'm going to be very forgiving of any of its faults, I think. Okay. That, that's good to hear. Cause I, I, I didn't know a lot about this game, um, other than what you were telling me really. And, um, I, I too grew up a massive fan of, uh, the point and click titles. Um, nice. Whether it was, uh, Monkey Island or, uh, Day of the Tentacle. Um, loved all that stuff. Yeah. Really, really great games. Uh, I don't, I don't think we need to talk too much about Crossfire Sierra Squad. Obviously, that's, uh, that's good at release date. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I mean, how many people do you know that have purple tentacles on their, uh, on their dresser? <laughs> I like it. Uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad just got announced for, you know, a uh, specific August 29th, I think, release date. D Day enhanced. Uh, we got Strange Game Studios bringing their uh, ridiculous over the top 64 player uh, first person shooter to PSVR 2 soon. Um, Firewall Ultra. Playing that, sorry, at the, at the, at the Sunday, multi- well, it was Saturday and Sunday multiplayer. I jumped yeah. in on the Sunday. Every time they open up the beta, I see massive improvements in the, the, the UI, like the menus, like, everything like it's just it's just amazing to see um the tweaks that are made between you know these beta testings and that so i mean i know that all devs do this but kind of when you get to be a part of it it is it's really magical and it makes you appreciate the process even more um now they're doing a great great job over there listening to a lot of uh, player feedback i mean you know beta betas are very frequently just demos right but i think strange games is utilizing betas the way they're meant to be utilized and, and getting player feedback and making sure that uh, when the game finally comes out, it's going to be much more polished than it would have been otherwise. Um, Before we go to the next one, Brian, yeah. um, wasn't there a game desperate Vladivostok? Is it? Vladivostok, was it called? yeah. That's it. Um, yeah. Is, is that going to be 2024, do we think? Um, no idea. I don't know. Is that, I mean, just don't know. Is that not already out? <laughs> like That's... That's one of those games that's like, okay, I, I kind of missed the boat on PSVR 1 because it came out late gen. Uh, and then they said, oh, it's also coming to PSVR 2. I think Purpose publishing it physically. So, like, I guess I would have known right. if it was out by now. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, it did come out on PSVR 1, yes. I didn't realize. I, didn't, I totally missed that myself. <laughs> Uh, while yeah. he's in the chat, while he's now a GameCat, specifically White Tiger, Canadian $2 tip says, what would be the next Sony first party game for PSVR 2? first party i mean are we, are we speculating or are we or are we actually trying to be knowledgeable about this i mean they've been really quiet about their flat screen and vr plans my my guess would be the next first party sony game that we see on psvr2 is a hybrid game right something that they'll probably hype up something that maybe we are already aware of something that they're going to announce soon and then just also say hey it's it's also playable on psvr2 yeah, I hope it'd be Destiny too. Honestly, just because I'd such. A I was going to say it game. might be one of Bungie's one of Bungie's new projects because yeah. you know they're they're developing it and they can at least develop it with VR in mind. Whereas with Bungie, it's like yeah, with, sorry, with Destiny, they've made these worlds for flat screen to then transfer it over there. It's a lot more problematic. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, the fog, dude, the Foglands. Like, I mean, I'm always down for another roguelite. That, that one looks like a fun one. 
Um, Firewall Ultra, obviously, again, coming out in August. August is just absolutely loaded with amazing PSVR 2 games. Um, Ghostbusters. I mean, we've got to assume this is coming out near Halloween, right? Like, if this was, like, an October 1st game, it would just be absolutely perfect. Dude, Halloween. If, if you know, with all the horror games, you know, we're expecting they're going to come around out around Halloween. It's like August is action August. Just all the first-person shooters and stuff. And, yeah, I mean, Halloween is going to be such a packed time for for uh, VR games. If if all these games do come out around then, yeah, I mean, and I think that's probably the plan. Uh, I don't. Yeah, there's, there's at least like two or three other games on here that I I would imagine would be October games, um, but you know, Ghostbusters. I, I don't. You know, Ghostbusters isn't going for horror, right? It's like it's always no, been a little bit. More, but it's it's more the about, fun Halloweeny stuff, isn't it? Kind yeah. of like you know. Um, that's why I think the beginning the of October, point. right before we get into the serious right. scary games. But also, I think the, uh, having them all come out at Halloween is a really good thing because Halloween time, if friends have got VR and they're like, oh, for Halloween, you got to come and experience. I, I already know friends who have been buying horror games that don't necessarily like them themselves. One of my friends tried out Cosmodred and was like, not my type of game, but has bought it. And now he's just sending me video footage of all his housemates putting them in the headset <laughs> and getting them playing it. Like, it's amazing to see. Um, um, Green Hell VR, dude. I mean... You know, Green Hell VR is one of those games that like just looks like a looks like a big budget game. Uh, is deep gameplay mechanics. This is the kind of thing that everybody's been clamoring for. Uh, so I think Green Hell is going to be amazing. Yeah, that's still slated for Q3, so sometime in the next month or so. Um, did I get that wrong again? Next two months, I keep getting it wrong. I keep thinking that Q3 <laughs> ends in August. This is like the second time I've done that in a, in a week. Uh, dude, Happy Funland. That's ob- they're they're obviously going for some kind of October release on that. I would say, um, just kind of exploring I'm, a haunted, I'm creepy amusement. It park. looks amazing. It does. It does. Do you have any hopes for it? Like any any specific things that you hope you can do in the game uh, that they haven't really shown off in the trailer yet? I haven't, but like, and I did mention this before. It just has it. It feels like Rush of Blood in terms of its aesthetic, but it's free roaming. So it's like, can you imagine Rush of Blood, but you actually, the bar holding you in the roller coaster just comes up and it stops and it's like, you're not going anywhere now. You've got to go explore this <laughs> broken down carnival. Um, so yeah, I, I honestly don't really know what to expect from it, but um, I know it's going to be horrible, but also I know it's going to be fun yeah. and happy. Uh- by the way, in, re- in response on, to uh, in response to that last tip, Waleed sent uh, Corey Massey responds that Sony will never put one of their main studios on a VR game. If anything, they'll have Fire Sprite partner with those studios uh, to help make the game. I, I think. I, I mean, I think that that's if you're looking at something like Horizon Call of the Mountain and saying, "Well, that's this is what Sony's plan is moving forward," uh, then mm-hmm. you can say, "Yeah, okay. Well, if that's if that's how what you you believe Sony's going to do from this point on, then sure." But I don't believe that's what Sony's going to do from this point on. I think it was very important them to have an exclusive, like you can't play this even on the flat screen game at launch. That yes. was one in one of their big IPs, so they can say, "Hey, we've got this exclusive Horizon game. Plus, you can play Gran Turismo Seven and you can play Village, you know, all at launch." And say, "Look at these; these are the types of games you can expect." However, uh. So- <laughs> Sony didn't blacklist us for no reason, right? We're not just out here like spewing random nonsense and they go, 
we should blacklist them. No, we blacklist because we've revealed some of their fucking strategies and hybrid games is one of those strategies. And so they know full well that they can't make any money off spending tens of millions of dollars on a VR game. They know that full well, but what they can do is make tens of millions of dollars adapting one of their games uh, to also play in VR. Uh, and, and I think, and I think that as I don't think we're, maybe we won't hear about it this year, but I think next year, uh, Sony will start talking about more hybrid games. And I, and I don't know if that'll be a public thing. Like if they just say, Hey, this is our strategy moving forward. We want it. We want you to be able to play as many flat screen games in VR as possible. Or if they're just going to start announcing more games like resident evil four, uh, more games like ooh, destiny VR or whatever it might be uncharted VR. We'll, we'll just have to see how that kind of pans out, but that is the plan to some degree or another. I do think multiplayer hybrid games are excellent, though, because um, it's a great marketing tool, because uh, I think Phasmophobia is a, a, a game that has always been a hybrid game on other platforms. And the idea is, like, you've got people that are playing on flat screen okay. multiplayer, and they're literally looking at their friends, and it's as if their friends are in the game. <laughs> like, they're waving, they're doing all the stuff you can only do in VR, freaking so cool. out, and it's like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm enjoying this game on a flat screen. But they're in they're in that they're actually in that house at the moment so um yeah i think hybrid games is gonna um be a good way of bringing people across for that reason as well yeah uh hell sweeper which if anybody played sorrento obviously you should be excited about that journey to foundation looks like a huge adventure i can't wait to see what archaeac has been cooking up for us uh over there uh that that to me feels a little bit point and clicky uh in terms of like you know, you have all these options and it could be a much slower paced adventure. You know, it sounds like you can go in guns blazing or just kind of go in and be more diplomatic. We'll see. We'll Talking see. about guns blazing, Brian, yep. what about kill it with fire? Is that not coming out? I uh, do we have, uh, I mean, did they say 2023? I don't even know. I, no, no, I don't, I don't think they did, but um, I just like, where, where is that game? Cause I, I remember that was one of the first games we, we spoke about right at the start. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I, Man. That didn't also come out to PSVR, did it? No, already. No, no, no it didn't. But so this year, so but to kill it with fire VR did actually launch, I believe, on Quest and PC, and they were like, "Oh, we'll get it to PSVR too soon." Uh, I don't, right. I don't know if when they said that that they gave any kind of indication as to when it would be. But yeah, mm. this this does look great. Uh, Arian with the thirty-five cubic zirconia says, "Not sure if it's been answered before, but any idea what the additional hardware required refers to?" that those working on making PSVR 2 work on PC mentioned. I don't, I mean, I don't understand the question. Um, I, if I don't you wanna, either. So do you want to clarify in the chat area but, um, so those who are trying to make PlayStation VR 2 work on PC are saying that you'll need additional hardware. Uh, like what, what, once they get it up and running, you'll need additional hardware to make it work. Yeah. Is that just because, the headset has features in it that standard PC doesn't. Let's hope, let's hope the, that Wes is, is still the, here. I saw Wes in the chat earlier, and hope and he's our obviously our PC guy. Maybe he can answer yeah. this question. Well, because it, isn't it in part the fact that a lot of the stuff that is coming out of PSVR two is because it's in sync with a console that they they're basically made for each other. So you know the VR headset is only able to achieve what it does because of PSVR two. Uh, sorry, the PS five. And the PS5 is, you know, uh, they're working synonymously. So when you just port a game to the PC, it's not just, okay, you're having to take it from the VR, PSVR 2 headset for other types of headsets. It's also 
what was the PS5 hardware doing? And they have the SSD and, you know, all the the, the, the Tempest engine for 3D audio. Um, but that's just me speaking very matter-of-fact about it. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't go into any more detail than that. All right. So but Wes in the chat says, I think they're using a Raspberry Pi kind of breakout box. Um, all right. I mean, yeah. Mm. This, so stuff that's mm, designed for PS5. I, here's the funny thing, man. The funny thing is, is people are putting so much work into trying to make a PSVR 2 work on a PC. Why? Right? Why? Is, because is this... consoles suck, Brian. Well, it's the, all about PC, man. This just this just tells us that like there's there's an obvious gap in the marketplace uh, on on PC for people who uh, for people who want a high quality headset at a decent price, right? So otherwise, what's the point? Like, what's the point? So I mean, I love my PSVR two. I I I, I love everything about it i'm really enjoying this and uh and but but i'm not i'm not a pc guy so i don't know what the comparable headset is uh price wise and tech wise but obviously there's a hole in the market if anybody even cares about trying to make a psvr2 work on pc um but hey you know good on them good on them for trying to make it happen that's for sure um Oh, here we go. Substatica in the chat says extra value for owners. That's an excellent point that I would not have considered otherwise because I hate PC gaming. Um, I only do it when absolutely necessary. Um, and so, yeah, so if you are a PSVR 2 and a PC gamer, right, then you one headset to rule them all. That's all you need. You don't need to have se- separate headsets laying around, which is an excellent point, Substatica. Uh, ET.2K9.now with the $10 tip, I think answers the question uh, that Arian was asking. It says, at the moment, they have to use additional Linux hardware to trick the PSVR 2 from knowing it's connected to a PC. Seems like a whole lot of work with play games. Yeah. Yep. I just want to be able to plug it in and play. <laughs> All right. We got to blast through the rest of this list. Uh, we got um, During the Foundation. We got Lo-Fi, which fingers Lo-fi. crossed. Dude, right? Like, fingers crossed they managed to give it, put a good game into that beautiful those beautiful environments. Um, we can't wait to torture you with Madison. I can't wait to, for all of the crew to get into Phasmophobia together. Numata. Phasmophobia, I'm really looking forward to, and I'm going to have a good time with that, even though it's freaky. But, um, dude, yeah, Madison is genuinely the one game I'm genuinely scared at thinking about. It just, not, not even just scared playing. I'm scared thinking about playing it. <laughs> like, dude, it's... I'm... the. the once I hit about an hour into that live stream, I'm going to be like, I'm done, and I did it, and I'm proud of myself. And, um, and I'm never playing I've it again. T- like that, that's like pretty, oh, I did it. It, it might, it might click something in my head, and I'm like, oh my god, I've like gone over the line now. I can play any horror game. Oh god. Um, <laughs> nah. Yeah. Um, I will say, the more I see of Numata, the better it looks. Numata's. You know, very, very, a very unknown game for me. Like, it's just, it looks like it has so much potential. Uh, and so hopefully that, that is supposed to come out this year. Brian E says, damn, is Madison that good? Um, Madison's really scary. I, it's so funny. The marketing is, is so strange to me. They keep trying to bill it as like the scientifically most like scariest game ever made. And they like, you know, fill in all these criteria and rate it scientifically. Um, it's, it's a scary game. I've only played it on switch. So I don't know just, I don't know how scary it can get. We'll see. 
Prison Simulator, mm. Rezzle Player, The Seventh Guest. That's uh, definitely something uh, I know a lot of people are excited about out there. Uh, Stranger Things VR has not revealed anything since the original teaser. Uh, Tempest 84, which I revealed back, I think, two or three years ago. I think three years ago on a uh, on a PSVR award show. Just announced they have a November release date, so that's coming this year. Uh, how excited are, are you for Toss, Miles? I'm actually looking forward to Toss. Um, yeah. It, do we know if it's multiplayer? Oh, that's a great question. Because um, that, if you can race people in real time, that'd be amazing. If not, there better be high scores. And it feels like I shouldn't have to say stuff like that. I've just been very surprised with a couple of games lately that are arcadey. You're racking up scores, and then you get to the main menu, and like, oh, the score didn't log or anything. I say a couple of games. I can only think of one game at the moment, but I'm pretty sure it's happened a couple of times. Um, so, yeah. But no, Toss, honestly, because, and I know it seems weird I'm mentioning this game a second time, Rec Room. Rec Room had this, like, ninja, what was it called? Nin- ninja Warrior sort of assault course mode. And you could race people climbing up the ropes, oh, nice. jumping across, and it was and, and wall running and stuff like that. And then you had to press the buzzer at the end and get the best time. Nice. That was really that good great. fun. So to have a game that is all about kind of moving uh, about and stuff uh, at speed, yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, to the top, though. We'd love to see that on PSVR 2. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we'll have more information about to the top on PSVR 2 soon enough. Twilight Zone is supposed to be coming to PSVR 2 soon. Ultra Wings 2, they said soon-ish. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade Justice, another game that got revealed and I feel like has been very strangely quiet since the reveal. That's Fast Travel Games' next big adventure. Um, Vertigo 2, obviously a huge game uh, by, made by the, one of the smallest teams you could possibly imagine. Uh, that's supposed to be out by the end of the year. Did they say that? Fuck, I don't remember. Yes, they did. Did I say that? I think I said that. <laughs> Who can keep up? I say a lot of shit. Uh, and then, of course, VR Skater coming out next week. Dude, we just listed off so many fucking amazing games. So many games that like I cannot wait to play. I don't think there's a single game on this list that I have zero interest in. There's maybe like three or four that I'm like, I don't know. I could do without those. No big deal. But that still leaves like almost 30 games coming out over the next 22 weeks that I'm super excited to play. Like we have it so good right now as VR gamers. We've, I don't think we've ever had it better than this. Uh, this is the best time to be a VR gamer. And I think PSVR 2 is one of the best places uh, you could play it. You play all these games. Brian E says Wanderer 2, 2024 though, my friend. So we'll keep you posted on when we hear a good release date or a uh, more definite release date. I don't know. Man, my brain's fried. What am I even trying to talk for? I mean, Dude, I've been adding I've been adding so many of these to my uh, PSVR two titles like database that I've been using for planning my live streams, <laughs> and it's depressing how many of these I didn't actually have on it. It was a long list already. So at the moment, I've now got uh, one hundred and thirty nine games. There are one hundred and thirty nine games uh, that includes ones that are out now uh, to come out in two thousand twenty three, and then the ones I've got also for. Um, uh 2024 and beyond like aces of thunder and uh yeah lots of others ghosts of tabor there are a lot of games that have gone a little radio silent have not 
ever mentioned the release date, just said, oh, yeah, we're planning on coming to PSVR 2. And as we know, man, like some of these games just drop unexpectedly. Some of them just get, you know, we get the notification a week before they come out. And so I would be shocked. Sure, a couple of these games might get delayed into 2024, but I would be shocked if just as many didn't get announced and then released uh, that that we, that weren't even on our radar. So, And Resident Evil 4, we assume, next year now, yeah? We have to assume. We just don't know. Um, mm. I mean, is, is two, two massive Resident Evil games on PSVR 2 in one year too much? Or does Sony think they should like spread this out a little bit? Um, I feel, personally, that because Village had already been out for a while, it's kind of like it just reheats that audience. Here, oh, now yeah. experience it in VR. Yeah. Resident Evil 4 it would feel like... Do you know what I mean? There's a different value proposition with doing Resident Evil 4 VR because when that releases, even though Resident Evil 4 has been out for a bit, it would feel like a new VR game. Whereas Resident Evil Village, it, it definitely was a new VR game, but it felt like a, a, a VR version of a flat screen game that's years old. Or have you? Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I feel <laughs> that they don't they don't have to wait for Resident Evil 4. Um, but if they did, it would still be a success next year. But I kind of feel like it wouldn't surprise me if there's another VR thing coming around the corner from Capcom. Um, I think. I, I mean, I think that. Uh, I th- I think that Sony's going to want to do some kind of holiday push, right? For for PSVR two, and that would be the perfect holiday push. Um, maybe maybe throw maybe maybe even throw it in a bundle, or or maybe and, or, and, and let's not. Is that is that is that a game that's just too maybe Gran Turismo would be a better game to throw in the bundle, right? Because right. I, I do feel like that maybe Resident Evil games are just too scary for too many people. Yeah, that's too. I do feel that um, Capcom have been very very overt when they were talking about Resident Evil Village when they were they were announcing the DLC, mm-hmm. and they said during that you can play in third person. And they made it very explicit that with the RE engine, they now have the flexibility to go between first and third person. Now, it's not just as simple as going, oh, we've done a first person game. Here's a third person and vice versa. But what it means is a lot of the heavy lifting has been done. So I think that when they do flat screen first person games or even third person games to make a VR component is a lot easier to turn around than what a lot of other VR uh, sorry, a, a lot of other de- developers would be turning their flat screen games into VR. They'd have to like have a system in place to make that work. Capcom seem to have, um, you know, th- they realise that this is this is a market, um, and yeah. that this is something they're able to turn around quickly or quicker than others could. Yeah, not to take away from the fact it still takes a lot of lot of work to do. For sure. Oh, for sure. You know, I mean, they only announced what in like February or March or something that they'd begun work on the VR version of Resident Evil Four. Um, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see how long it actually takes them to do it. I would. I think a lot of people would love to see Resident Evil Seven uh, on PSVR two because that was just the absolute scariest Resident Evil game yet, and uh, and and getting to experience that in like in the, in the highest resolution possible with two hands in the game, sense controllers, rumble in the headset, all of that. Um, here. Hearing Jack stomp down the hall coming after you would be one thing, but hearing Jack stomp down the hall with, with, with the vibrations in the headset because 
he's stomping down the hall or when he comes cr- crashing through the wall as they show in the trailer uh, and then feel that in the headset. I mean, there are a lot of ways to make Resident Evil 7 maybe one of the best VR games ever made. I do think with RE7, yep, could come out this Halloween. I think if it came out next year, it would be really powerful as well because, again, it's this sort of two phases we're seeing with the launch of PSVR 2. The first adopters, many of them, I'm assuming, are going to be those that already had PSVR. They want the upgrade. To bring RE7 out once they see there's a lot of new adopters of VR, it'd be a great marketing tool because a lot of people will be saying, oh my God, one of the best games on PSVR is now on PSVR 2. And it means all the people that own the headset that never played it and never experienced it are like, wow, this is the one that everyone was talking about. I've got to experience it now. So, um, you know, they they could do a new VR game every half year, it feels like, whether it's porting you know, RE7 or doing RE, RE, uh, RE4. But uh, James Wolf in the chat says, can't even run Resident Evil 7 through a PS5 with a PSVR1 headset. Uh, make sure you have the PS4 version installed because we did get a PS5 upgraded version. And so you're not gonna be able to run anything that's labeled as PS5 on your PSVR1 headset. So just make sure you, you can still download the PS4 version. Uh, and so that should be your solution to that uh, let me know if that's not actually the problem you're having though because I'd, I'd be curious to find out more uh dude it's time to hit up some viewer takeover questions uh starting with some people who've been tipping in the chat uh arian with the cubic zarconias 35 of them in fact says does your review score of switchback change now that the patch is out i've been holding out for the patch and would love to hear your thoughts um we did a pretty lengthy uh episode i think of uh, gamescast about the patch but to sum it up yeah, I mean, I think I gave it a seven initially, right? Um, the game itself hasn't been changed, not fundamentally, not from a, like a level design. Like it's the second half of it still gets a little bit, you know, um, it's, it, it slows down considerably, I guess, uh, because of all the puzzles and everything else they try to uh, shoehorn into that. Uh, and so I don't think the second half is nearly as fun as the first half, but yeah, I mean, it's way more immersive now. Um, you know, Wes was saying that he feels like it's more difficult, uh, which is interesting. I'm going to have to like take a look at that and get into there and figure that out. Um, I've been told they've changed some jump scares in it. They have like sh- mixed some stuff up. Some people have told me. And my memory is so bad that like I wouldn't even know. Well, this is it. <laughs> yeah. But um, that might be why it's difficult as well is this stuff that just fro- throws you off. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it's definitely like a high seven at the, at the lowest. Like, you know, it could potentially be upwards of an eight, um, because I do just love the genre so much. And now that it's, it, it's, it looks better and feels better. Um, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it already. You know, we talked a lot of shit about it because we were just trying to point out all of its flaws. But I said from the beginning that I loved, I, I liked it at launch. I just wished that I just wished more for it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely. It definitely deserves a, a little bit of a better score. We'll, we'll see how much, though, when I spend more time with it. Um, Wally is now Gamecast, specifically White Tiger, with a Canadian $5 tip, says, RE4 Remake. My brother is a big fan. He finished it and says so many sections of the game seems to have been designed for VR. Also, VR Skater will be fun. Uh, Miles, what's your history with Resident Evil 4? Did you play, like, the original versions or any of the versions or the remake or... It's never, all never played, you, no matter what. Ne- never played Resident Evil 4. Um, and then I was, when the remake was, I was like, this is when I'm going to jump in. And then when it said in development for VR, it's like, well, then that's when I'm going to experience it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for Resident Evil as a whole, I mean, my first experience of it was playing the demo disc with magazine for Resident Evil 2. And it's where you had a time limit for the beginning. 
uh, of the game and I played it again and again. And then I finally went out to buy Resident Evil 2 and it was just as Resident Evil 3 Nemesis came out. Mm-hmm. And because of that, the shop accidentally put the new Resident Evil 3 disc in the Resident Evil 2 box. <laughs> so I got home, opened it up and I was like, wow, I've got the new Resident Evil game. So my first Resident Evil game was actually Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, uh, which I have a very like you know, a close place in my heart for. Um, so yeah. And then I think it was right with nemesis bashing through the wall and stuff and being like stars. And it just like, uh, unbelievable, man. Uh, Incredible, incredible game. Um, and, and I love the, um, the, the mercenary mode on that, which was a shame it wasn't done in the remake. Um, and then I think the next one I played was, I don't think it was RE five. I think it was RE six. Uh, let me just have a quick look. I know it was one that was. No, I think it might have been five. It was one that was very problematic in the press. Uh, yeah, Resident Evil Five, I think it was. Um, Probably problematic in the press for all the wrong reasons. That game was just fucking not fun. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, Bear Pig GameCat with a two dollar tip says, "Will Disney ever get into the VR space game wise?" Um, you would think so, right? Because they own all of the. Uh, they own all of the the big licenses that we want in VR. Um, Disney controls Marvel. Disney controls Indiana Jones. And they, they control Star Wars. So, I mean, we've seen some Star Wars games, but um, will we ever see... Oh, man. Toy Story VR, where you're you in... If you're in the bedroom and you're, like, tiny on the floor, it'd be amazing. Once again, I'm going to use it. I actually played a, a Toy Story game in Rec Room someone made where you were in a you were going around the bedroom and it was actually really well made. So once again, they just need to make a proper game of it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, guys, if you haven't uh, left a comment over on the Viewer Takeover channel in Discord, feel free to. That's where we're going to be pulling a lot more of these questions from. Uh, shit, except my Discord is having the bug where names just disappear for some reason. Uh, I believe this one is from Izzard. Uh, Miles, if you can help back me up on this. Um, I, th- I, I just I basically copied and pasted everything from Izzard down. Uh, and so you may have to help me out with some of these names. But he writes... Where have you, uh, paste- where have you pasted it? Sorry. Uh, oh, I haven't. Uh, but but, it, but they're all in the voice. They're all in the viewer takeover channel on Discord. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the other people have posted it already. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Um, let's see here. We got Izzard saying, tell us your memory of the first time you tried VR. Did it set your imagination ablaze thinking of the possibilities? Did you notice your brain rewiring as you adapted to a new world of escapism? Did flat games become automatically second rate forevermore? I love that question. I mean, my, my, my answer is a very short one. Um, I was... Um, well, the first time I ever did VR was um, when I was younger. We had uh, Sega World in London, uh, and it was a massive, like, five-story arcade place. It's now called Trocadero in London, but it was all about Sega. And um, they had this VR game where you sat in. It was like a cinema, but everyone sat down in these, like, little booths, and you were flying spaceships. And I think you could see each other in it. I bet you if I wore that headset now, I'd get massive headaches because the graphics were probably terrible. But back then, it was kind of cool. Um, but then my next memory, which kind of it feels like a similar sort of time, is it called Downtown Disney? 
in in Florida. It was like this shopping area. They have like the Rainforest Cafe and that. And I think it may have been Downtown Disney where you buy tokens and then you can go to different things in it. So one of them was like there's a, a booth where you build your own roller coaster and then you get to ride it. So if it goes upside down, you go upside down, stuff like that. And they had this Jedi VR game. And I remember me and my brother were in it and you could actually see each other and you were fighting stuff with lightsabers. And in those moments, I was absolutely blown away and just thought, and again, this was like 20 years ago. So the graphics weren't great, but the sense of immersion was really interesting. Um, but then the last bit I'll say to this was my first time experiencing a domestic VR headset was when my brother had the HTC Vive and I put a job simulator and just being in the menu of job simulator, like looking around in this massive room and just like looking at your hands and like job simulator is just picking up stuff and throwing it without consequence. Yeah. I was like, I could play this game forever. <laughs> now, obviously since then I couldn't play that game forever because as fun as it is, there's only so eventually you throw cups on the floor and you go, all right, I'm ready to do something else <laughs> <laughs> like climb a mountain and stuff. But in that moment, I just thought like, I don't want to do anything else right now. Um, climb a mountain, it was amazing. Yeah. Boy, do I have a game, a game for you. <laughs> what about you, Brian? Um, <clears throat> I feel like people always like through like their cardboard or whatever, like cell phone VR things on my head here and there. And it was like, I remember, De- I remember just having a slow time at work where Des was like, um, he was like, here, try this. And like, it was like a falling off a building simulator, right? Where he's like literally just like falling down to the street below. And I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. But like, didn't really do anything to me. You know, I was like, that- uh, I mean, I used viewfinders when I was a kid. Remember viewfinders? Is that what it was called? Um, yeah. Right. Well, and, well, you have the circle yeah, thing, and yeah. then you click in, it goes around. Yeah, yeah. Boop, boop. It's like these 3D images and stuff. And that's always what like the the, the cell phone stuff seemed like to me. Um, and so I had ordered PSVR, sort of like just because I loved PlayStation, and I was always curious, like what real VR was going to be like. And I didn't know anything, like what I had. Just, the second, the minute they announced that you could pre-order PlayStation VR, I, I pre-ordered it, and I didn't know if it was a good idea or not. And so when it showed up, and I was like sitting on the floor, I remember Michelle came over before work, and I'm sitting on the floor, and there are wires everywhere, right? The breakout box, the PlayStation HDMI cables, just like it's an absolute mess. And um, and when I put when I put the headset on for the first time, <clears throat> I was sitting on my couch in front of my TV, and I saw what was on my TV. I saw the the PlayStation Four home screen, right, and my brain couldn't process that. Like I wasn't looking at my TV because like I looked up and the TV stayed down here. I looked down TV stayed here. Like that's just not something I've experienced before. Right. So I, in my head without thinking much about it, I was like, I'm just, this is my TV. Cause it was about the right size and about the right distance away. The whole thing. Right. I just wasn't thinking. And then I started up, um, the demo disc in like, and then everything like watches, washes down in like white and you're in that like that, that menu screen and um and i and i suddenly looked around and was like oh, oh okay this is vr right and like i it wasn't it wasn't even like oh gaming has changed for me forever because because it was still baby steps at that point it was still like oh i'm playing headmaster right. i'm playing job sim you know i, I hadn't been, i wasn't playing full-fledged games in vr yet um and so like i didn't even know what the the potential was but man just existing in that space was beautiful man that like that was that was a lawnmower moment for me lawnmower man moment for me 
And uh, yeah, See, why is Headmaster not on PSVR two with the head rumble? I asked them. I asked them. I said, you? "Why aren't you?" Do-? And they said, "And they said, oh, we don't have any plans right now." And I was like, "You should have plans. Like this is ridiculous. We'll make plans, right? We'll fucking make plans. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Here, here, here's the plan. Read it. Put it on PSVR two. All right, <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan. Do it. Oh man. All right. So that that's. Uh, I, I think that covers that one. We gotta do. We, this name situation is pissing me off. I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to bring up viewer takeover, the viewer takeover channel on my phone. Okay. Uh, Gilman says with the announcement of the seventh guest VR and previous release of mist, what retro point and click game should be revived in VR? You said you were point and click, Ben. I feel like monkey islands, just oh, the music and just the, the vibe. I mean, Day of the Tentacle, going to different parts in time. Uh, don't you meet Benjamin Benjamin Franklin in uh, in that, Day of the Tentacle? That does um, ring a bell, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh man, yeah. Day of the Tentacle to like walk around that place would just to experience it. But then it is. I feel like Monkey Island. More so, you could. I don't. I, I feel Day of the Tentacle. The aesthetic is it being flat. It is a flat cartoon. It kind of works for that. I don't know. Kind of making it a three D uh, game. Whereas Monkey Islands, I could see probably there's a bit more. Monkey Islands been reimagined, hasn't it? It's been remastered, and obviously there's the new one now that has a completely different art style. Oh, and there's um, so many, there's so many games in the series. So many games in yeah. the series. Like Telltale got its hands on it and put out a bunch of those. And yeah, did they? Yep. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually right. like them very much. Um, they 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 were missing something that. Yeah. Mm. But, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Day of the Tentacle though. That would just be just uh, just thinking about traveling through time to stand next to an actual tentacle would be uh, <laughs> would be pretty epic. Yeah, 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 towering above you. What about you, Brian? Yeah, I, I like to go as obscure as possible, and this probably isn't as obscure as I could go, but I'm going to go with Loom because I was always a huge fan of that game. It. As a kid, I didn't realize that they were making a lot of jokes in it, and so I took it real seriously. Uh, and so, as you know, I was like, "Oh, this is like, this is Lucasfilm, like you know, writing a serious fantasy game and blah blah blah, whatever." Um, and to to walk around without any interface, like there's no UI in that game except for clicking notes on your staff, so that like you, you know, yes, you, you know, E C E D, and like you kind of hum this. Right, make the sound, and then like, and that's your open command, right? So you wave, you wave your staff at something, and you, and you, and you hum these notes, and then that opens the chest or whatever, right? And you learn different spells throughout the course. So it's like basically adding more and more words to your vocabulary, so that you can interact with the environment more and more and more. And I can absolutely see holding that staff in VR, right? And maybe even using the voice commands to, to, to like hum those notes yourself, right? Get rid of UI completely. And just, uh, I mean, and, and plus it was such a, it was such a beautiful world, man. Like the, the world of Loom and all the different uh, guilds that you encountered was just, was just awesome. Uh, every, uh, yeah, they I'm all looking, had their own vibe. It was awesome. I'm looking at screenshots now of it and it looks awesome. Yeah. I see all the music notes at the bottom with the stick. Yep. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, man. One of my favorites. I mean, I was a big, I was a big Monkey Island fan, big Maniac Mansion fan. But when Loom hit, like Loom, Loom just hit different. So Maniac Mansion, I only played because it was in Day of the Tentacle, wasn't it? 
I don't know if it was this same game or it was a, a reimagining, but there was like an arcade machine of Maniac Mansion. And, you and I'm pretty sure it, it was. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Because I remember it always scared me because don't you have like the science, the, the professor, He's you got to not get caught by him. Dr. He'll just Fred. turn up in the house. Yeah, do, yeah, that's it. He was obviously in Day of the Tentacle as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that freaked the hell out of me. I was like, I'm not sure I want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it might be. I, do. I, I don't know. I'd be curious to know if it was actually the full game. But I, re- I remember that arcade machine being there. Um, and I, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think it might be the full game. Um, strangely enough, I, th- I do think still to this day that the NES 8-bit cartridge was the best version of Maniac Mansion. The music fucking rocked, dude. And like the ca- and the characters like ran around so fast that like you didn't have to wait and wait and wait for them to walk to their destination. It was really, really good. Yeah. So yeah, it is. Um, it is. Yeah, they say there are two missable achievements. It's about in in Day of the Tentacle. Um, you, it requires you to play the prequel game, Maniac Mansion. Nice. Which is, um, yeah, love it. Yeah, everybody in the chat That's is saying cool. it's the full game. That's awesome. Um, let's see here. And I've totally lost my place. Uh, Shade from Light Matters, hashtag viewer takeover. Do you think VR developers spend too much time remaking mechanics that other developers have already perfected? I think VR games could be significantly better if developers could purchase and modify gameplay code from other developers who already got it right and then focus more on the development resources, focus more of their development resources on content. Thoughts? I I thought the question was starting off by saying, like, shouldn't they just be doing their own stuff? But, um... Yeah, I'm. I kind of feel like there's a lot more collaboration in the VR dev community than maybe others, just because it's still a new world mm. and everyone is learning off each other. Um, just from the conversations I've had with devs, I feel like everyone's just happy to share and chat about what they've learned yeah. and learn off each other because they're all working it out. But I could be wrong. Um, but like purchasing, I mean, I don't. I don't feel that's in the spirit or saying that devs would really do like I it's not done with flat screen games. Um, it's not, but I, I feel like there's, there are so many elements. There's, there are so many different mechanics in VR games. And I think that there, you could even begin to list in, in flat screen games, right? Because there's, <clears throat> Like just figuring out the best way to manage an inventory in VR has been a nightmare. Right? You look at something like yeah. Paranormal Activity on PSVR one, and it is just the worst <laughs> inventory system you could possibly imagine. It's just so clunky and cumbersome and awful. And then Saints and Sinners comes along and says, "Oh, just grab your backpack off your off your back. Just reach back because pretend it's there and boom, pull it out, and then just kind of cycle through, and there's everything you need." You look at somebody like. Uh, a creative 3D VR who just put out Bad Dreams, and they they obviously saw this backpack mechanic and said, "That's a great idea. We're going to do that." But it didn't quite work as well, and so it's almost like if they could have just bought it from Skyhance, said, "Okay, well they've perfected the inventory system. Let's just buy it from them." Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd be okay with that. It's oh no, I would be okay with it. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing worse than being like than than being like oh man this inventory system is is okay but man it's been done so much better like why didn't you if you were going to copy it why didn't you just completely copy it and to give people the ability to just purchase it 
uh, would be perfect. Dude, I just imagine like playing all these different games that are like completely unrelated, and you do the inventory, and it's the same backpack. So you're <laughs> playing like a space game where you're like space walking on yeah. the. Uh, well, that's the, the funny thing. The it International d- Space Station, and then you're out on your spaceship, and you bring out the Saints and Sinners backpack. <laughs> Like have uh, but that but that's the thing though like even space games are usually like, have you played Wandering in Space? Wandering in Space uses the same backpack system. Yes, it's a different looking backpack, yes. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like everybody has realized. I think this is the best inventory system there is, and so they just everybody's just copying it at this point. Um, yeah. So, but but I think it's it's kind of part of the fun right now. It's part of the fun to see because there are definitely going to be developers out there who say that's a great idea. What Saints and Sinners did. But we've, we know how to make it better. Like we've got an idea that'll make it even better. And so to see what, I mean, even, um, you know, I, th- I think Shades even said this in his question, like to be able to purchase it and then, and then elaborate on it and like iterate on it. Um, and, and I think that's the part that I'd be more excited about is be like, Hey, you thought this was a great idea, but you also had an idea of how to make it better. And that's, you know, when you, when you think about the advent of first person shooters on the flat screen miles, it's like, it took so long to come up with a control scheme that that works for everybody, right? The, 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 the dual analog stick system that everybody's used to now has not always been the case. You go back to those original N64 games, PS1, even PS2 games. And it's so weird, dude. Have you tried to play time splitters one recently? Like one of the analog sticks actually moves the cursor around the screen. Doesn't actually change your view until you get further to the corner of the screen. It's it's mind boggling. This is how we used to play first person shooters. It took a decade for us to get that mm. formula down. And so anything that we could do to speed up the process in VR so it doesn't take another decade to come up with some standards, I think would be amazing. Yep. Who's our next question from? <laughs> Don't know. Don't know, Brian. Who's it from? Who are we going with? Who are we going with? I got lo- we got loads here. Oh, here we- this one comes from uh from Blast. Brian, how are you? Full stop from the UK. I'm good. How are you? I might have to tie that to them and see if they get back to us. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, Your turn, Brian. Next question. Mr. Cherryman says, Brian, are you close to finishing the lens review? I think I'm going to get a pair. So here's this is a good question. It's a very good question. Um, no, <laughs> I, I really want to spend most of my weekend getting this lens review done. Um, because as you guys know, I love my Hans VR lenses. They slide right on. And then, but people say, if you use them for long enough, they start to loosen up. If you take, put them on, turn take them off. They start to loosen. Then you look up and they fall into your eyes, which is no fun. Um, and, but, and, and I haven't had that issue yet, but I'm going to experiment and see if I can, you know, if th- that happens to me, but it also makes you short. You put the lenses on and like, for whatever reason, certain games, it causes height issues in like synapse. Like I'm, I'm three feet shorter in synapse than I should be. And I was like, man, that sucks. So I tried my real optics lenses today in, in real optics, you know, have, have the ones that you slide on, but those aren't the lenses. That's just the magnetic rim that you've created around your lenses now. And then, and then you take your lenses and boom, they magnet magnetize to it. And I was like, these are smaller rims around the lenses. So I'm like, I wonder if this will cause less height problems. So I use Synapse as my as my um, litmus test, and I jumped in, and I was four feet tall in Synapse again. And I was like, "Oh shit, this is just a problem with VR lenses altogether." So, 
I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to start writing to these companies and say, is this something that people have complained about? Do you have a workaround? Do you know what's causing this? Because for the life of me, I can't figure out what would cause me to be shorter in games just because there's a VR lens on my headset. doesn't make any sense. So it seems like all VR lenses have the same problems, but so far I'll tell you the real optics ones. Very cool. I love the ease of use to, to be able to, to take them on, take them off and how they're magnetized. Love them. Um, but they're all good so far. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Cool. Um, Rody, the game cat had what I thought was going to be a similar question to something we already talked about, but it's different. He writes hashtag viewer takeover. So Ken and Roberta Williams dip their toe into VR with a decidedly lackluster colossal caves VR. I'll let you know when I play it. Uh, is there another legendary developer you'd like to see take a stab at it? Ron Gilbert, Sid Meier, Chris Roberts, Warren Spector. Hideo Kojima, Miles? Hideo Kojima, I just would love to see do VR. Yeah. But this is about Colossal Caves VR in specific, specifically, right? Or not? No, he's just asking like, because you know these are legendary developers who finally tried right. VR. What other legendary developer would you like to see test um, make a VR game? Yeah, Hideo Kojima. I'd love to see uh, Neil Druckmann try something um, grounded, grounded story. Um, obviously, when I say say Neil Druckmann, I am thinking about you know Naughty Dog as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Hideo Kojima, Kojima Productions would be amazing. I mean, just the world of Death Stranding, dealing with BTs in VR would just be <laughs> incredible, incredible. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who didn't play Death Stranding, I guess my hope would be that he'd get his hands back on. Um, the Silent Hill license for, for something like PT or just go completely rogue and make his own horror game because he was obviously onto something. I think everybody thought PT was phenomenal. Um, yeah. So uh, it's interesting though. Rody mentioned Chris Roberts and if anybody knows who that is, um, he's the guy making star citizen right now with like a, the most ridiculous Kickstarter, <laughs> it's like a billion dollars, whatever it is. Um, and it's just that the scope of that game keeps expanding and expanding. And I love Chris Roberts games back in the day, like wing commander, one through four, loved those games. Thought they were so much fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, I guess if we go back far enough, we can start looking at like, uh, you know, uh, is it Lord Garriott who made the Ultima games? Um, I think, I think maybe, yeah, I think, I think I'd have to. I, I want to see what he could do in VR because he, those Ultima games just get better and better as they went. Um, but man, I've got, I've got a laundry list. I think I've got a fucking five page list of old game developers that I'd like to see make their way back. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, next up, let's have a look here. Uh, <laughs> let's, so how about this questions. one? Electrical Go says, ahead. miles, don't think I forgot about you. How are you lad? Lad. Hi. I'm very well. I'm very well. It's been, um, another busy week. Um, but yeah, doing good, doing good. Okay, good, good talk. I just felt like I could, I could start treating this like a therapy session, but that's not what this is. I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Albert asks, "What are the chances of a new Hodus being released simultaneously with Aces of Thunder?" We only have the T Flight Four at the moment, and I'm personally anticipating a hardware upgrade. So Hodus is Hodus controllers. For anybody who doesn't know, hands-on throttle and stick, basically a flight stick. 
something I've never cared too much about, mostly because like how many flight games have I really gotten into? How many have I played through the years? I can probably count them on one hand and probably count on one or two fingers the amount that the number I cared about. Um, and so, you know, I'm really hoping that my racing rig gets a lot more use throughout the course of the PSVR two lifespan. Like I'm hoping for yeah. arcade racers and more sim racers and more everything racers. Um, but you know, we're being trying to be as patient as possible, uh, for that. So here I am with this fucking giant racing rig taking up valuable real estate in my living room. I don't, I don't know. Like what, what do you do with a HOTUS? Can you, can you just sit there and put it between your legs? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I had this same discussion with um, my community regarding uh, when I was going to do Awesome Asteroids Let's Play. Yeah. And in the in the week leading up, they were like, oh, get one of these for it. And I was looking at it, and it's like, yeah, it'd be nice to have. But I was like, how many other games is this going to be? No, you know, no offense to Awesome Asteroids, but like, you know, if you're going to get a new peripheral, saying a hardware, you need a wealth of games to be playing it with. And also... Um, the whole thing about, yeah, do you have it between your legs? Like, I don't play at a desk, my VR. Right. So um, it was kind of the steering wheel. The reason the steering wheel works is I bought the full rig. There's something for it to be attached to. Yeah. Um, so, Dude, you know, I would I'm love, sure. I would love um, a modification for my rig where, like, the, the HOTUS was on the underside and the right. wheel was up here and you it could turns just around, flip yeah. it or, yeah, perfect. That'd be great. That'd be, awesome. be great. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, how, how is that not it. a thing? How is that not a thing? People, I mean, quick, pattern it now, Brian. Quick, we're in the stream. Let's pattern it now. No, none of you heard this. No, somebody no, no, else pattern it, make it, and then I'll just buy it, man. You're trying to make me all do right, all yeah. the hard work, and I'm not interested in that. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for, I hope that there's an updated Hodus because the last Hodus I've tried, tried didn't have like a lot of haptic feedback or anything like that. It felt very cheap, and so I don't know what most Hodus feels like these days. Um, I would love one that feels like it has the resistance that you're looking for, uh, and the vibration and all of that. Because my, my, uh, G, G29, G40, I don't even know what it was. Dude, I don't even know what mine is. It's been so long since I even talked about the racing rig. Um, like my racing wheel feels great. Like it it adds so much to the immersion. And so I would hope that a new Otis would do the same and make it really, really immersive for PSVR2 games. Um, okay, we got IDK. Outcast with the viewer takeover questions. I've got I've got the stock I do, I donated about on Monday. After a few days, I've seen a vast improvement in my playing ability. Uh, I guess a gun stock. I still have a long yeah. way to go, but I'm getting there. Uh, yes, it's a bit of a learning curve, but honestly, it was fun and challenging. Oh, sorry, and changing up the the same VR first person shooter we've always had and adding something new. Um, I don't know if you guys talked about it, or I know you guys talked about it Monday, but I'd like to hear your thoughts after hearing how I got on and maybe Miles and Wes's thoughts. So with gun stocks, I think they look cool. I wouldn't mind trying it, but I feel like the issue I have with double-handed guns in these games is nothing to do with your ability to hold your hand steady. Mm -hmm. And an example I'll give is when I play Pavlov and I've got the sniper rifle out, I will literally lie on the floor because that's what you do in the game. And I'll have both sense controllers resting on the floor. So I know it's dead straight. But the way the tracking is, you're always going to get a bit of that wobble, especially when you're, you know, looking down a sniper rifle where any slight movement makes a difference. You notice the wobble even more. So what I'm saying is I'm not ruling it out. I'm really curious to hear about gun stocks and how people are getting on. Yeah. But, 
I kind of feel like the issue isn't actually your ability to hold the hands. It is to do with the tracking and the, the slight movements. Um, there's a lot of games at the moment that when it's double-handed guns, unless they've made it that you get a lot more kickback if you're not holding it with two hands. When I play Survive, I'm literally doing like a T-Rex arm where I keep my arm at an angle against me and I'm just looking down the red dot and I'm just doing it one-handed. I'm not using the other hand because as soon as you hold a second hand, it's just creating a bit more wobble. And you might say, well, the gun stock will solve that. But the example I gave with Pavlov makes me think it's not to do with your hands. It's to do with the tracking. Well, and I mean, so what the problem with the problem with tracking and this, you know, this goes back to the move controllers as well with light tracking, but now even with IR, it's, it's, it's the ability for the headset to see both controllers. And so if you are blocking part of the controllers with your hands, and then now you've added more plastic and more attachments to this, you you know, you're blocking more of the controllers. I've seen, I've seen that some people who make gun stocks are working on gun stocks that are not where the controllers don't attach underneath uh, the piping. It, they actually attach right. on top. And so again, so that plastic's now out of the way. So I'm a little, I'm a little curious to see how those work and see if the, those cause or prevent uh, any tracking issues. Um, so, yeah, so I haven't, I don't know. Anyway, I haven't, I haven't tried them. Um, I've got a lot of preconceived notions about them. Uh, and I'm sure that, yeah, with just a little bit of practice, it could, that they could be a lot of fun. So yeah, and yeah, and it's the same. It's the same with the um the the joystick for flight games. I'm not against <laughs> these things. These are things I'd love to try out. But at the end of the day, excuse me, you, you can have all these different <laughs> things, and it's like it's got to, it's got to make a real difference for me to have it. Um. So yeah, is there in the chat with the two quid says gun stocks are for those who like mods vanilla forever. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, get an aim controller for PSVR 2. I'd use it. Oh, yeah, just but, a custom-made controller. Yeah, absolutely. But then again, I do like the freedom. Like, when games get it right, Pavlov, the, the reloading and stuff, it feels amazing. It feels amazing. Yeah, and that's why, that's why like, an aim 2.0, right? Because so many people right now are so into the idea of manual reloads, which isn't something that I don't think too many people cared about on PSVR 1. But now that we have this, you know, this, this better ability uh to to play games with less tracking issues and whatever else uh manual reloads are more popular than ever so an aim 2.0 would have to have like very much like a gun stock detachable parts where like you know, this is where you're holding your hands and then you have to be able to like remove it from the aim 2.0 so i think you're you're, you're right you're starting to run into the exact same problems yeah um, but again We'll have to see. Once I, I will absolutely we'll we'll come back to this topic uh, as soon as I get my hands on one. Um, it's not something I've been pursuing. Uh, so if any gun stock manufacturers out there uh, are interested in me trying one, please let me know. Corporal Cuddles, which is just a fucking fantastic name, Miles. Great name. Great so name. After noticing that Brian, after noticing that Brian must have defeated Junko bringing hope against despair in PSVR 2 world as Monokuma is now missing from the shelf behind Brian. Oh no, Miles! Oh no, Monokuma's back! No, no, no! Sorry, I had to do it. Where would you stand on a full Danganronpa game? Dyschronia was enjoyable, but visual novels don't seem to translate too well to VR. 
But then I played the class trial VR demo again and realized I'm kind of craving a full, di- full VR Danganronpa experience. I feel like, I feel like when Danganronpa came around, they kind of like took visual novels and kicked them all in the ass and said, wake the fuck up. This is how you do it right. Right. It's the, you got to implement more gameplay elements into your game. Uh, otherwise it's, you're just pushing a button for fucking nine hours straight. Uh, and so I, th- I think there's enough, there's enough gameplay in the Danganronpa games, uh, that I would, yeah, I'd kill for those games in VR. I, I think that'd be, was, is it, what's the name of the school? Is it Peaks Hope? Um, it was just, it was just a cool environment, really cool characters and, uh, and just, you know, super creepy. You never knew when you were going to stumble on another, onto another dead body. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I haven't been a huge fan of most visual novels that I've played since the last Danganronpa game I played. Uh, although I should say I haven't played Danganronpa three yet. I haven't gotten around to it. haven't had the time, uh, but it's sitting in my Vita waiting for me to play it. So there's that. Yep. You're a fan of visual novels, Miles? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I dislike him. Uh, I haven't played many lately, um, but I definitely need to. Yeah. Is, 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 is Discronia, um, a visual novel? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all right. <clears throat> yeah. And luckily those have gotten better through time. Tokyo Kronos was, I mean, just terrible as far as i was concerned really did not utilize vr at all (laughs) um we got more questions miles i know we've been at this for a little while here but i just want to make sure that that's it we that's it that's it yeah all right perfect all right guys uh we we do these viewer takeover specials on occasion uh and try to you know clear out some of the, the backlog of viewer takeover questions um so if you're not already a member of our discord make sure you click the link in the description below and join us over there uh so that way you can get your question in on the show whenever you feel like it um <clears throat> as we got a game of 20 questions to probably do before uh before this is done huh yeah yeah okay well, i got my notebook i've got I've, I've, I've thought of something by the way but while you get the clock ready i'm just yeah. gonna go grab something one second <laughs> Kato in the chat says, I don't have patience for visual novels. Gameplay is king. Yeah, I, I'm sort of with you, and, and, I'm, and I'm wondering if I'm if I should second guess what I just said about visual novels. Because uh, Miles had something behind his back. Do you see that? He had something behind his back. I wonder what it was. Um there's a there's a lot of there's still a lot of conversations in Danganronpa where you're just like clicking buttons and you're just you know, just waiting, going through, going through text, and then eventually it'd be like, okay. I think when you're you know playing on a Vita, something portable. Um, it's kind of easier to manage that much dialogue when you're sitting in VR. I feel like I, I, maybe I'm alone on this. Maybe other people can help out. Do you lose patience in VR more than you would um, playing a flat screen game? Like if you're, you know, if you're playing um, a flat screen game or if you're, you know, you're, you're playing something on a portable, you can also have the TV on in the background or you can listen to a yeah. podcast or listen to music or something in VR. I feel like it's sort of, you're just in there, right? You get the headphones on and like you are in that world. And so I feel like I lose patience faster in VR. Meaning like if, if characters just talk too much, you're like, come on, dude, let me get fucking back to this because there's not this other distraction keeping you like, okay. So I don't know. I'd be curious. Yeah. You ready? You ready? You ready for 20 questions, Brian? 
You got 20 questions ready? Oh, sure. Sure. Um, guys, make sure you help me out because I've just forgotten every single PSVR game that was ever made. We have 20 yes or no questions and only six minutes on the clock to figure out what game Miles is thinking of. Um, <clears throat> I really hope this is not a deep dive, but if it is, I probably deserve it. On your mark, get Des. Go. Uh, is this game on PSVR 1, Miles? No. Okay, so we're going to go PSVR 2 only. Is this a puzzle game? Um, n- no. No. You had to think long and hard about that. It's, it's light here. Uh, Nick Mulo in the chat says, does Miles have a phys- physical merch for this game behind his back? No. <laughs> Three. Okay. That's such a good one. Well, I don't know. We, we don't know what you brought up. Um, so. uh, Tech Noir VR asks if it's a horror game. No. Four. Was this developed... Was this developed by Fast Travel Games? No. Five. Is it a shooter at Silver Nexus? No. Uh, no. Mm. Oh man. No, it's not. It's not a shooter as you would think of as a shooter. Six. Is it narrative driven? No. Seven. Now I want to I want to point out something here, you guys. The last time Miles and I played this game, <clears throat> every question I answered yes to. So far, he has answered every question with a no. <laughs> so but then that would just be never end. Because <laughs> then you say, "Is it this game?" No, no. Sorry, I just said I was going to say no to anything. You said, yeah. <laughs> right. I was thinking about doing the yes thing this week. But I'll do I'll do that next week instead. Um, <clears throat> is this game part of a series? No. Is this game based on an existing IP? No. Is there multiplayer? No. Ten. I'm just going to say he's answered no to everything so far. I'm just going to tell you guys right now. Um, Can't be awesome asteroids because that was on PSVR 1. Okay, yeah. I like where Virtual Strangers and Stevie uh, Stevie Dan's going. Is this this an eSport of any kind? No. Eleven. Okay. Electrical Blast says, is it realistic? <laughs> no, it's not. It's 12. <laughs> we already asked if it's horror, right? Yeah, we said no to horror. Um, Bogey Cat saying, asking if it's uh, a good game. Is it a good game? I mean, I, I would I would say it was a good game, yeah. But I'll, 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 I'll go one further. It's uh, just to give you a bit more clarity. It it wouldn't have made it into our top twenty five, so it's not like a contender. But it was it was good. Okay. Um, does this game have teleportation? No. Fourteen. Uh, not a puzzle game, you guys. Uh... <sighs> no, I, I wouldn't say it's a puzzle game. Uh, did this developer make PSVR one games? Uh, no, I don't think so.
is crazy. I'm definitely on a wind-up. I'm not on a wind-up. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Tentacular is definitely a puzzle game, Stike. Uh, does, um, do you swing a bat in this game? Or maybe two bats? No, 16. Ooh, Red Sea Gaming asked, was it a PSVR 2 launch game? No, 17. We're eliminating a lot of games. Um, it can't be before your eyes, Drats, because he said it's not narrative-driven. Um, Runner did make the top 25 Silver Nexus, right? So that can't be it. Um, is it? Is this game also playable outside of VR? No. I don't no, I don't think so. But let me just check. Is it a rhythm game? Mm, no, I wouldn't say so. Nineteen. And so, uh, just to let you know, someone very early on got this game. So someone in the chat has got it. I'm good. We're not allowed to um, scroll back. That's excellent. No, no. Okay. All right. Everyone in the chat is saying Masternoid and since uh I mean but Masternoid, all you're doing is shooting. Is it Masternoid? It is Masternoid. What? You have a gun in that game. You're but your sling, your slingshot in bullets. That's what I was like. It's not a shoot as you would think of yeah. as a shooter. No, you're right. You're not. It's it's more like pong, and maybe that was why I felt a bit weird about it. But um, yeah, yeah, you don't you don't shoot bullets. You like bounce them back, don't you? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can shoot it if you want to. You can just shoot the ball, but but you can also do the whip. Oh, maybe that's a starting point. Okay. No, well, it's, 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 is, is it a shooter? No, it's not. You're right. No. I'm, I'm being very picky here. <laughs> Flame Hat apparently was the one who said it very Yeah, early, Flame Hat was so first with it. Congratulations, well, Flame, Flame Hat. Yeah. Um, this is a game I've been meaning to get back to. I mean, I know we've got like a shit ton of games on our plate right now, um, but this is one that I, I enjoyed my time with. I, uh, you know, I, I kind of was hoping it would be like a, Six ninety nine, seven ninety nine game. I think it's what fifteen, but uh, I really enjoyed this one when I played it. So, and would you and would you say it's a puzzler? I mean, because for me, a, no, you're not so. Like, I think of it, you're not solving puzzles. Like a puzzler is like you have to do mental. Like I guess you could say you have to work out like the the best way, but you're not. You're just yeah. I mean, I think there's two different types of puzzles. There's like logic puzzles, right? There's two different, like logic games, like where you're solving puzzles in an environment. And then there's other types of, uh, puzzle games where it's just Tetris and like the game is a puzzle. Right. This, this is like Breakout. This is like Arkanoid. And those were never puzzle games. Those were just arcade yeah. games. Um, so. But this is what I love, what I love about these conversations afterwards is people's perceptions of what games are and not like, oh, it's right. technically a, you know, um, but yeah, um, right. like but, uh, and, and Looper but as, is... as for a good as as for a good game, Brian, you you had a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. Like again, unfortunately, just because of the scope of this game, like I, I don't think, uh, I don't think it would ever make a top twenty-five. Oh uh, no, no. But I mean, unless unless it gets like crazy more fun and like I couldn't put this thing right. down, it was amazing. I yes. love it. You know, like it, in, in that case, like you know, we'd make exceptions because you know, Beat Saber doesn't have extremely a huge scope to it either but that game is always going to be on our top 25 list um one, one of my favorite things about masternoid is the fact that you have like a shape that you've obviously got to break apart yeah and as you're hitting balls off it the actual massive shape itself does start rotating 
So it's not just a static thing that you're hitting. It will rotate. And I remember asking the devs at the time saying, have you got like this parameter of like it only rotates a little bit? And they were like, no, if you keep hitting it in a certain way, it will do a full 360. So I think that's kind of cool. Like it's, it's an example of games where they add things to it that aren't necessary, but are kind of nice little quirky things that just do add to the immersion. Like if you're in a 3D space, to actually see the full thing moving yeah. is cool. But um, yeah, and I, I had a good time of it. It's funny because Looper in the chat asked if, um, uh, what the fuck game was it? Um, oh, come on. It was the one that we used the aim controller in. Um, oh, you're talking about blocked, block, um, boxed in. Is it bl- Boxed in, that was it. Yeah, he was saying, is that a puzzle game? And I absolutely think that's a puzzle game. That right? is a puzzle game. Even though it looks, to... it looks similar to this, right? But, but it plays more like a Tetris game. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's funny because it, it'd be exactly, um, yeah, boxed in. Thank you guys. If, it, if Masternoid was you had more control over the ball, like if you were, Okay, if you had to shoot each block in a certain order, then it would be both a shooter and a puzzle game. Yeah, yeah definitely one that um, I don't know if it defies genres, but I'm just going to go with yeah. arcade for this one. Um, yeah, dude, I'm unbelievable how many questions I just stopped even writing down uh, the questions that I had asked. It's not a shooter, not an average driven, not made by fast travel, not a horror game. Um, right. Yeah, not a puzzle game. PSVR two only. Yep. I mean. Yeah, this this was. But I, I will always I will always hesitate on questions where I feel there could be confusion later down the line. And the two I hesitated on was: is it a shooter and is it a puzzle game? Yeah. And I was just like, no, but I can sort of see it. So at those moments, and I think that's actually where Flame Hat sort of got it because was just like, okay, yeah. Well, I'm I, I am going to get back to this one. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. We've got a little bit of a, a, a gap here. I think this weekend is kind of a bit of a gap. Um, waiting on VR Skater. Uh, keys which is actually coming out later next week and can't wait to play that dude i can't wait to get my hands on it like the final build because um it's there's a lot to learn it's easy to learn hard to master and i I, i'd almost i should should practice that before let's play for a bit just so (laughs) yeah yeah i would say so i would say easy to learn hard to master but but on top of that not very easy to learn. <laughs> like, yeah. I think hard to learn, even harder to master. <laughs> yeah. E- easy to get into, hard to learn, very hard to master. No, but it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think, you know, I think a lot of people have dismissed VR skater and just said, Oh, it's not, it's not like these open environments where you can just skate anywhere. Like that's, that's what I want in a VR. That's what I want in a VR skating game. It's like, cool. So that, does that mean you're going to just ignore the only, uh, skateboard game we're getting for VR in, in the foreseeable future because I don't think you should, right? Uh, I had so much fun playing this game and it's very seldom that I play a game where I fail and fail and fail and fail and fail over and over and over again, but I always just want to get back up and try it again. It's like real skating that way. Speaking of failing and failing and wanting to try again, um, a game that I've spent a lot more time on lately is The Light Brigade. Oh, and... Yeah. um that was a game because you have different classes that you play as, and I kind of like it. You have to get to rank five of a class before you can go on to the next one, so it encourages you to try them all out. And the default one is the the, the rifleman. Um, and uh, I could never. I think I think I played. I can't remember any attempts I did. Maybe five, six attempts on the main campaign, and I think the last two times I got to the first boss, 
and I just or th- three times I couldn't and I couldn't beat it. So I then thought I'll try the next class, which was the Scout, which is like an SMG. And I thought this game you want longer range. I played it with the Scout, and it might be because I got lucky with certain loadouts and that. I went on to not just beat the first boss, not just the second, but I beat the entire game. Uh, scout, and I was huh? just like, okay. yeah, as the Scout, I couldn't believe it. So hands on my end. I thought, great, this is a game I might go for the platinum. Dude, two these two trophies in the Light Brigade have made me go, well, the first one is going to be, that's a real challenge, I might give it a go, which is you've got to complete the game without missing once. But there's a harder trophy, which is you've got to complete the game by only doing headshots. Yeah, you know you can cheat that, right? That's how everybody got that trophy? I don't know. How, yeah. What's the cheat? Uh, you can you can fuck with the floor settings, and you can basically exist underneath the the world in that game, and so you just like you just shoot someone in the head, and you run to the end of the end of the level. Um, Excellent. Yeah, Excellent. So you, I'll do that. Then. And that's and that's where like everybody. I, I'm not sure if there's any legit achievers of that trophy, no. unfortunately. Well, that's that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I mean, we don't do it for legit. We just do it for the trophy. <laughs> so um, that's why I'll be doing it. It's all about it's, it's um, all about the hunt, man. It's all about the hunt. Right, dude. I just find I just find that I it's amazing. Like trophies are the thing that I think annoys me about games in one way or another. It's like I like a game. So, like Synapse, great example. End Dreams had a really horrific trophy, but I think was fine to put in Fract, which was you've got to complete the entire game without dying once, mm-hmm. and that's a brutal trophy. And I'm like, I think that is like the top end of like difficulty. And I'm like, and that's good. So if the Light Brigade was like, you've got to complete it all without taking damage, for example, that would be a tough one and a good one to go for. Um, but Synapse was like, I got the Platinum Trophy and I hadn't even completed the game. Yeah. Same. And I thought, I kind of feel like it ne- that needs to be a part of the trophy list. Yeah. And then there's just been a lot of games where there's no Platinum Trophies and I know it's not down to the devs. And I'm just like, I just keep thinking about Platy Birds and all these trash games that get the mm-hmm. you know oh we've got a game called platy birds that you can platinum in like 10 minutes can we can we get yeah playstation like jim ryan's like yep yeah, yep yeah, stamp that that's, that's that's good right um and then there's all these great games that don't get the platinum trophies um but um yeah that one for light brigade you know i'd want to do it legitimately but headshots only i mean nah yeah um <clears throat> yeah i'm with you man i'm with you we like even even the room VR Dark Matter, it's like there's some difficult yes. puzzles in there, right? Like that game's going to take you probably no, five hours the first time, and um, you know it, it would be like sure, don't give it to people who don't give the platinum to people who um who use the cheat system or or the hint system. It's not a cheat system; it's a hint system. Um, but like I mean, there's no there's no platinum in there. It's like that game. I don't know. I I feel like that's the kind of game I I would want to uh platinum and i mean i guess there's not a ton of secrets in there and stuff so it would literally be hey i finished the game give me the trophy but I don't know. across the valley we were joking about last week so i'm on day 70 in it and i've just like upgraded the farm max out i now need to just buy more farm animals like you literally can buy like at that point i had like five of each you can buy another five of each which I don't understand how you can have enough food in it for them, but you need that to max out. It, there's no platinum trophy, and I'm just like, again, you know, yeah. uh, that would have been a great platinum because that's one that you got to grind for. So, um, but 
one game, and I'd love to know if anyone can help me with this, um, unplugged air guitar, none of the trophies have popped on it. So I don't know if anyone's aware of a trophy glitch. I'll, I'll send the devs a message. But there's very like simple trophies on it, like complete all the challenges on the first like campaign bit, mm-hmm. which I've done. I'm on like the fourth one now, and no trophies have popped. Um, so, yeah. Trophy talk. Trophy talk. Right. It's, uh, I'm going to get back to TV talk because I want to talk more about From, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, this was a much longer episode than anticipated, but I uh, appreciate all the viewer takeover questions. Appreciate all the tips. Uh, thank you, everybody who helps this channel run, including all of our mods, uh, everybody who supports the channel um, by... Um, financially, dude, my brain is so done. Uh, financially over here by being a member Fine, or so. on patreon.com slash without parole games. Uh, what did you, what did you run off and get by the way? My, my pillow. This is the, this is the pillow. Look, everyone was asking about it. Look, that's it. That's the, when you, your head just goes in there. Oh, is that how you, you use go. it? I was so confused. But, but look, this is the one that goes between your legs. So you put one leg through there and then you rest on it and that's it. Yeah. I'll go between there your you legs. Go. Technology, technology. Isn't technology amazing? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. it's always the thing. Every week we have some weird convo at the beginning and it filters through the entire day, whether it's about beavers or it's about um, the French or uh, pillows. But this is why I love the chat because the, uh, what the chat says is, is, uh, is valuable. I mean, the, the chat is always doing their own thing, man. Like, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. They're having their own conversation. So I love it. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I, I, I've never, I, I don't go back and watch these episodes, but like I have for various reasons to like look for specific timestamps for specific, uh, portions of something. And if I stop and actually watch for a couple minutes, it's way more fun to watch the show with the chat on. So all of you out there who are listening to the podcast, thank you so much for listening to it in podcast format. However, I feel like you're missing out because the chat is uh, easily more entertaining than we are. Uh, again, thank you everybody who watches and supports the channel. Uh, thank you to everybody who, um, you know, tipped during the show, supports us on Patreon, supports us here as a member, uh, all my mods, all sci-fi game, cat Henry, Jamie, and everyone who sat back, watched the show, didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there. And we love you just as much. Say something. Something. Perfect. Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. Have a good weekend. <laughs> Ruthless Metal says, screw the stream. Let's talk about beavers. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> man, beavers are good, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got a notification from Amazon. Whoa! I wonder what it could be. Yep. But you, my my mixing bowls are going to show up soon. I would say though, if anyone's ever considering getting a new pillow, mm-hmm. just you know, you might want to sleep on it first. <laughs> that one made you laugh. That, you no, only laugh when good. you're not on camera. <laughs> When you're on camera, it's like I'm doing a deadpan and you do it yep. so well. It's my favorite thing every week. Oh, people don't get it, man. People don't get that I'm just like, I'm just playing the straight man. No, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. It's, it's, it goes back, to, it goes all the way back to the Midnight Games cast because Jeremy and Michelle used to goof off so much 
that like there, you needed a straight man then. So I, I just, I just took the hit and everyone's like, how come this guy's not having any fun? And I was like, how come you're not having any fun? <laughs> just trying to have fun. Uh, yeah. GC 13 mixing bowls. Yep. Listen, you, I could, I might cook. I might cook. I have all sorts of secrets you don't know about. <laughs> My only secret is that I cook. Don't tell anyone. Good night, everybody. We love you. Night.